Hello and welcome. This is In the Back Pocket, Georgie Parker here. I'm joined by the ultimate professional, Nathan Brown. Hello, Brownie. That's right, GP. Always good to be here. That's it. And Brendan Goddard, our, Always a pleasure. our gamer of the, of the group here. But Ooh. Brownie, I talked to you about being an ultimate professional. That's exactly I was driving right. around listening to, of course, Triple M. That's who I want to listen to when I'm listening to the Entertaining, footy. yeah. Entertaining. And it's very entertaining when someone like you of your nature does a little stuff up like this. The development across the board, I think, this year for your players has been good. You're not you're not relying on one player to get 40 or one player to kick eight. I mean, guys like Schoenberg, Scholl, they keep stepping up. Obviously, Himmelberg in the forward half. So you're getting performances from pretty much everybody without anybody being amazingly outstanding. Yeah, Scholl was pretty good on the weekend, wasn't he, Brownie? He certainly was. Yeah, I like the way he's sharp, kicked a couple, uses the ball well. He didn't play. <laughs> Oh, sorry, mate. I'm looking back at the board game. I thought the wrong stature. <laughs> My favourite was the pause when you go, hang on. I've seen you do that sometimes when I ask you a question on here. Well, everybody else's oh. face and I stuff that up. I was talking was over a, a five or six week period and then Tex picked out someone that I'd mentioned <laughs> that didn't actually play and then I just tried to fake it. I just tried to fake it through the and I said, oh, your, yeah. The look on your face when he said, how do you go on the weekend? You went... Yeah, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was, was process. It's not the first time, though, that you've done something like this where you've gone and grabbed <laughs> someone else's stats and just rolled with it. Have a listen to this one. Anyway, um, what else have you got today, Brownie? Flemington, race number, uh, as I bring it up, race three. Just let me check that. Best of the day comes up in race one, number three, Pride of Jenny in uh, in Flemington. Scratch, Although, mate. Um, Scratch, so it's not going to be running today. Um, <laughs> and my favourite was that wasn't even your tip. You've gone up onto our sports bet analysis. You've gone and grabbed a traders who puts their tips in a few yep. days prior. It's their fault, right? I'm a big believer. If, if <laughs> you need to fill air, you just can't have dead air. As so you, your dead air was, hang on, let me pull this up. <laughs> sometimes you just got to guess, PJ. Sometimes you guess right, sometimes you guess wrong. Uh, and we're just going to be. Georgie throwing you under the bus, ain't professional? Because that was unprofessional. <laughs> yes. um, well, something that you do know footy here right now, premiership market, is it opening up or is it really only a two or three horse race? I still think there's only three sides that can win it right now, but I am waiting to see where Fremantle get to after their game in Geelong. So if they can go down and push the Cats in Geelong, uh, I don't need them to beat Geelong. I just need to see how they play against the best opposition in a foreign ground. Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney for me are the three. And Geelong and Fremantle outside of that, I'm mm-hmm. not sure about at the moment until I see them this weekend. And obviously the Saints, they're, they're an unknown as well. But for, for me, there's still three sides. Yeah, I'm still holding... I, I think those odds are pretty accurate. I think Melbourne's by far the best team in yeah. at the minute. And there's a bit of the gap between, say, the second and third down to, you know, you'd say the, the six to eight. So yeah. I think I'm holding fire on Fremantle St Kilda. I still still want one of those teams in particular just to get a really big scalp. Yeah, and too when, many... I, when I say big scalp, it's not about playing Melbourne and Melbourne playing poorly. Yeah. I want to see them play Melbourne, Brisbane. They play really well and they still find a way to win. That's that's a true indicator where they yeah. Because when they get to finals, 90% of teams are going to play well. You, yeah. you can't rely on the other opposition to have, have a poor game. And Melbourne will have the two home finals, you'd think, as yeah, well. Correct. So they're not going to be All traveling. I completely agree with what you're saying. I, I, I can't bind it. There's a lot of people, a lot of media people, a lot of ex-football people, saying that Melbourne are that far ahead. You may as well give them the cup now. I, I, it's a long season. Finals are completely We're in round six. Well, right? I mean, anything can happen between now and then. They've got a great system. But... They're not that far ahead that you just say nobody can beat Melbourne. They are daylight ahead because anybody can beat anybody on a given day. We've seen that many times. So I'd be holding fire on those big calls at the moment.
That's it. Well, Brownie, what value have you found for us? It's a great segment. This is my favourite segment on here. Something our producer Nate been, John come up with. And we've been getting a lot of ticks from it. <laughs> a lot as of well. ticks. A lot of ticks. So let's get in to the value hunters this week because they are everywhere. And I don't take out the dollar tens, the dollar fifteens, the guys that do it like at Lockie Neal every week. I look for a dollar fifty and above, all the way down to Seb Ross. You can see down there, down the bottom, two dollars twenty. If I'm looking at value, I'm looking right in the middle there. Value hunters is a perfect example of Bailey Dale. His last four weeks, and he's still a dollar seventy-two or a Jack Sinclair, who's only got 25 last week, but it's the players who are clearing that 25 by a fair bit, and then you're still getting that $1.70, $1.75. So Sam Doherty's the other one. Went back last week. They had a poor game, the Blues, but again, 32 this week at $1.65. So always look for the halfback flankers. Yeah. They, they, they take note. Doherty, all of them. That's Dacos, what I would be screenshotting, that. all halfback flankers. I'd be screenshotting that to add some value into your same-game multis. Well, you you can, the ones don't that... need to screenshot. you got it on your emails. Well, they, not me. I'm talking to the, okay. the viewer, right. my friend. West Coast and Richmond. Let's get into this one, though. West Coast, well, they're playing at home, so that's on their side. Richmond, they bleed goals, though. They have a lot of big scores against them. Do we... Well, so Obviously, Richmond's going to well. win this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think Richmond, they, they can't lose this. I, I think they put in a reasonable performance against Melbourne. They fired a good shot. Is that going to be the Goddard curse? They can't lose it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they can't, let's be honest. If they do, that before. They're, they're, they're in all sorts. So West Coast, after an embarrassment last week, they're going to respond in, in some mm. sense. But I think I think last week Richmond actually fired a good shot at Melbourne and Melbourne just held them at bay for, yep. for long enough and then and ran away with it, obviously. But I, I think Richmond should comfortably win this game. Well, West Coast were embarrassing the week before against Sydney, so it's been two it's weeks of right. uh, very uncompetitive football. So here's the scores against. The last two weeks have been big ones, 121 and 117, both 18 goals. They beat the Magpies back in round four, up against North Melbourne round two, but it's been 16 goals against the Suns, 15, 18 and 18. So they haven't been able to defend West Coast. So for me this week, Richmond, Total goals is 12 and a half at the moment. The total goals line. I think when they played Sydney, it was 13 and a half, and I took that. Richmond with their firepower, Shea Bolton rolling through there, Jack Rewalt, Tom Lynch, these guys should be good enough to kick 12 and a half goals. Mm. I mean, West Coast could kick 14, but I don't care. I just want Richmond to kick more than 12 and a half, so that's 13 goals. So West Coast win, and Richmond still kick more than 12 and a half goals, which they should. I'm happy with that because that's where the market is at the well, moment. It's often a market that's forgotten about that one as well, isn't it? And here's the forwards who have played against West Coast. And I talk about Lynch and Rewalt. Rankin, four. Larky, six. Tabernet, Heaney, three. And then in round six, Finlayson and Marshall kick five apiece. So you'd be looking at Tom Lynch. You'd be looking at Jack Rewalt. You'd be looking at Noah Bolter. Noah Bolter may play back. That's the only thing with uh, with um, Robbie Tarrant. Maybe oh, he's out, so maybe he goes back. So looking at Lynch, looking at Rewalt, three or more goals this weekend, and Shea Bolton. Well, he's just done the whole game for you. Is exactly yeah, the same for you? Well, it is. I've, I've got the noun for you have to look at the tall. So you saw that graph there. It was Isaac Rankin and yep. Heaney. I think the only two smalls out of that list that uh, weren't tall. So you have to look at Tom Lynch and Jack yep. Rewalt. So kicking 12 and above, there's a few up for grabs, but I've got them... Both those two talls down for two-plus goals. I like it. Uh, looking at another Western Australian team, Fremantle, they're taking on Geelong down in Geelong, and that's going to be a big ask. I'm looking forward to this game. It's the first real test probably for Fremantle. Oh, we had them with Carlton yeah. last week, but this is one of the toughest games on the calendar for any team going down to Geelong. Yeah, and, and uh, don't get me wrong, Fremantle playing some really good footy, it's and their profile is really good, and what I like about them is their ability to keep the opposition under well, I was about points. to say, do you think they're going to be able to keep probably the two best forward yeah, combination well, in the league? That's right, the two talls, they've kicked 
uh, we're talking they about kicked, Cameron and Hawkins. They've kicked 39. Kicked of, 11 goals last week. You Dillon's laughed at me, 80, guys, when I said that. 85 goals this year. So nearly more than half or yeah. just under half of their goals have kicked between the two of them. So uh, they've got 39 between them. But that's why I think it's, it, this should is, this is one of the games of the round. So, yes, being down in Geelong, smaller ground, people talk about that. But that's all arguably going to suit Fremantle because of their, their ability to defend. They've got to then defend a smaller area. So uh, I'm really intrigued. So you've got the... the the second best, I think, offensive team yep. uh, in the competition, and you've got one of the best defensive well, teams. Well, it's the second best defensive team in the competition just under Melbourne, aren't Behind they? Melbourne. Now, I like to tell you something that you don't know each week. So <laughs> they are, as this is a goals uh, versus Fremantle, and uh, there's been some okay ones, but something that you might not know. Now, Hawkins and Cameron are outstanding. 18 marks inside forward 50 last week. Geelong are a good pressure side, but... They are ranked 18th for pressure inside their forward 50. Now, that may be because the ball doesn't come to ground a lot because they're marking it a lot, Mm -hmm. but they're still ranked 18th. So for the last two or three years, it's always been you bring the ball to ground level in the Geelong forward half and they struggle to defend and it'll come out. And you look at Pierce, Cox and Ryan. I think there's no better side to match up against Hawkins and also Cameron than these three. Then they can run it out. So you've got to bring it to ground, though. If they can't bring it to ground, Geelong win. But if they do bring it to ground, ground repeatedly and Cameron kicks two, Hawkins kicks one, or they kick two each and they bring it out, it's going to be hard for Geelong to kick a winning score. Mm. Let's look at Fremantle's side of this. Andy Brayshaw, he's been brilliant the last yep. few weeks. We love the Brownlow tracker. Let's scope in on him, though. Is he someone that's we don't think about? Do you think he's... Look at his coach's well, This is votes. his coach's vote. So he's voted... Um, you look at that at the Brownlow, and he's voted maybe in the Brownlow five times. So you take out round four. But last week against Carlton, I gave Paddy Cripps the three votes. I thought 32 and three goals last week was a three-vote performance. And he was really good last week, Brayshaw. Does he get tagged? Now, the last time Geelong tagged was with O'Connor and Lockie Neal. He's been to half-back since O'Connor. So does he go and play on one of the dangerous half-forwards of the Cats, uh, uh, of the Fremantle Dockers, like a Schultz or someone like that? So um, Brayshaw, really consistent at the moment. And... I, I'd leave O'Connor at halfback. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say head to head through the midfield, just take him on. Mm. I, I tend to agree. I think when when you look at their midfield mix, Fremantle, he's the one that really stands out. You get some teams where you go, who do we tag? Like a Melbourne, do we go to Oliver Petrarca, yep. uh, Brisbane, arguably? But I think for Fremantle, he's their linchpin. So you have to target him. I think West Coast targeted him uh, early on in the first half of that game. Did a really good job, and they let it go in the second mm-hmm. half. And here's mm-hmm. the difference. So when they're looking about a track record, he's their linchpin that they have to take out to give themselves the best chance of winning. Got to be Fremantle haven't beaten much yet. They've beaten Carlton, but I mean the way they've done it yeah, is impressive. Yep. So it's not about who they've beaten; it's how they've done it. A dollar twenty-nine the Cats is way too short. Twenty-two and a half point head start at the line for Fremantle. I reckon that's a bet. Yeah. Twenty-two and a half head start for Fremantle. They are playing some pretty good footy. I like it. Adelaide and GWS, I've been up and about. They've oh, been pleasantly surprised. Peacock, as soon as she walks oh, in, how's my crazy? Yeah, well, you've got to be. And they're playing GWS, happy. who, who are struggling. Well. They've got their coaches under that cloud of insecurity, I guess. They need to win. But Adelaide at home, when they've just had a couple of good wins... I think that should win again. Their forward structure is yeah. pretty good. The Giants have got a real issue at the moment. They bomb the, body, uh, the, bomb the footy inside forward 50 time and time again. And it's not like they have personnel down there that can mark the footy. I mean, Himmelberg is a good player, but he's not a six foot four standard deliver. Even when Hogan's there, he's not that player either. So they've lost Finlayson, they've lost Jeremy Cameron. Let's be honest, those two players weren't that either. So I don't know how they've got this just blasted in 
mentality at the moment. So I can't back GWS because of that unless they change and they dramatically change their way. It has to be through their midfield. They need their midfield to run and carry like they used to. The mm. orange tsunami, they used to call it, because they're kicking the ball from backwards of centre at the moment. Long mm. balls, backwards of centre, to the top of 50 to 40 metres out. So easy to defend. Adelaide win this game. What... Their forwards, though, Adelaide, have been kicking a big bunch. Taylor Walker, the big fill up really there on some yeah. of those forwards. Walker, uh, Rochelle, uh, Himmelberg even, yep. yeah. uh, the impact he's having. But oh, I think this is, for me, Brownie head-to-head is a bit of stay away. Only because yeah, only because Adelaide have been up for so long and they're a young team. But here we say the forward fill-ups for GWS, which has been a concern for them. I yep. think we knew this coming into the season. Phil Davis going down a couple of weeks ago with a serious hamstring. So they're undermanned down there. So Parker, Heaney, Florent. Um, you go down to Chole and Casbolt, two tall forwards. Then you got a couple of medium smalls in Melbourne, Fritsch and Pickett. And then you had a small uh, in round six against GWS with Higgins kicking four goals. How did they get, give him so much space on the week? And he'd just come off five goals mm. the week before. He's had multiple games where he's kicked. Higgins, that is. Yeah, it's a well, round they... press. Yeah. And his ability to make early decisions, there's a discussion. Uh, he could have had six. Yeah, seven. that it, is he cheating? Is he ducking out the back? But when your defence is really good up the ground and you make good early decisions, and I don't think it's cheating, but he's mm. able to find space. He's around turning the footy over. Yeah, and they've, he finds space behind the defensive players of GWS. Got a multi-anchor for you in this game, yeah. and it's Matty Crouch. Back to his very best form, he's good Matty here. Crouch. So if you're going to have something or you're going to have the same game multi or you like that like Crows, I'd be putting Matty Crouch into everything India same game multi. He's 25 plus, 30 plus. Yeah, he's a good little player. His brother's playing well at Saints as well at the moment. All the other games coming up on the other side of this. Jeremy Cameron's kicked a six. Acres Warner. Ed Langdon, at the moment, is doing it every week. Dion Prestia comes back in. He's still a pretty good price to do it. Sinclair, I'm backing every week at the moment. So too, Bailey Dale. I also want to back Jack Higgins for two goals. Pick your own line. So, Port Adelaide, 12 and a half plus. And the other one to go with that is Adam Trelaw to get 20 plus disposals against Adelaide. And if Fremantle win this game, they keep Carl one of them. They keep goals this week. I'm backing at both for two goals and three goals. Lockie Neal, the price is gone, so you may as well just skip over Lockie Neal. But Daniel Rich and I think Jared Lyons. But you look at his over-under, 22.5, right in the sweet spot, $1.88. The value's there for Stephen May. They'll both get 25 this week because Richmond don't tag. So, but the, the value lies in Ed Langdon. I love a multi-anchor. And this week, it is James Sicily. But I'm going Sinclair. May, Sicily is anchoring all my multis this weekend. Kayla Daniel and Bailey Dale. So $50, Hawkins three plus goals. We highlighted him earlier in the show. Charlie Cameron two plus. I think uh, they don't have too many great uh, small defenders in Gold Coast, that is. And Andy Brayshaw, and if Cripps plays, he'll he'll be fine. Cameron for four plus and Hawkins for three plus. $50, Brisbane head to head, Melbourne head to head, Geelong 25 plus. That's going, I guess, into you got my six seven. bets on No, and then Hawkins 2 plus. Jeez, my $100 play was wow. good. You're very happy with my that. Green ticks. No wonder I'm an ambassador. <laughs> Happy with it, isn't he? Yeah, Jeez, it's it's the and no, understandably, that, that was, was a, a green tick show. There it was for a, a good week, and it's that value hunting though that we really like. The ones that you're going to no point going for the ones that do do it, but you're no. giving you a dollar ten. Well, you can't be bothered 
backing something at dollar fifteen. It's going to no. take a long time to, to no, accumulate no. something where you can have a good uh, crack. I remember something. you saying you can't go broke making a profit, mate. So no, you can't. That's another. That's another no. thing that you should be following. Yes. <laughs> well done, Brenda. Yes, uh, we'd rather pick a low price winner now. Melbourne and Hawthorne. You were just saying Hawthorne could be a little sneaky. They do I think so. win, and it's a good price. What are they paying? Four dollars thirty-five, mm. and that line's about twenty-five at the moment. Yeah, if you're looking for value, I, th- I think you. Just because Melbourne, they've been up for so long, they're obviously undefeated, so they're closer than to their mm. first loss than they are. And you know, Melbourne, win. So, Jackson out, Sparrow out, Pickett out, yeah. their coach out, COVID protocols obviously. And we're still a few days away from them playing, so things could change again, yeah. so if you could jump on early. but And then Hawthorne have got the ability to test teams' defence, and that's what Melbourne are, number one in the competition. So they've shown last week in the first half against a really good defensive team, I think number four in the competition, that they're capable of doing that. So Melbourne, uh, the COVID protocols... You know, drew for a little bit of a lull. Mm. Hawthorne up and about offensively. Um, I think just maybe a bit of value at four odd dollars. Well, defensively, Melbourne are so good. Stephen May, you love him for yep. over 20. He kicked that oh, 20 at the Sosa last yeah. week. We get Lever back as well to help out Froffy's yeah. May. This is his year. Take out round one and look at how consistent he's been. And the kick-ins column there, obviously, because he takes most of the kick-ins. <laughs> 46 of his 47 kick-ins have played on, so an easy stat. And he got that 20th disposal with nine seconds to go last week, which uh, no, he got a free kick. Uh, he got the kick in at the minute 19 to go, so it was good. So, look, I, I back Stephen May every week. So the trend is your friend. I keep saying that. So I will continue to back him, and I'll continue to back Ed Langdon. 30 disposals last week. Ed Langdon every week. Now, you, you put his numbers up against Christian Petrarca, and they stack up. Christian Petrarca was $1.30 last week. He's now $1.37, and he's slowly coming in, Ed Langdon. I reckon he was about $2.50 back in round three. He continually does it. He continually runs deep into his forward half deep into his defensive half and I just think he's he, he's figured out how to play Melbourne the Melbourne way now like for he's played great footy for 18 months but now he's really getting the cream on top and have. now he's but now he's lighting up he's like before it was filling Petrarca he's filling the boots he's absolutely filling the boots before this before this season he was a 15 to 18 possession player now he has added at least eight to nine to ten possessions to his game every week and Hawthorne they are the number two team in terms of possessions against them. So 360, 381 per game. That's some big Huge. numbers. Have a look at those numbers there. And there's a lot of halfback flankers rolling through there, uh, BJ. So where do you go with Melbourne? Obviously, the normal ones are Clayton Oliver, Christian Petrarca. Uh, but outside those two, there's not huge numbers. So I went for value. I'm trying to find the value. Who's playing at halfback? Who's playing wing? Jake Bowie. Is three dollars ninety to get twenty five plus. Is mm-hmm. eleven dollars to get thirty plus. Whoa. Now they give up big numbers, the Hawks. So there's not a lot of Juicy. value in footy. Let's be honest. There's not mm. a lot of value in footy, but I see value in Bowie this week. So Bowie's going to get a, a PB at thirty plus this week. Well, he had thirty four in round two, I think. So well, um, yeah, just do your research. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> three ninety eleven bucks. I'm happy to take them both because I'm well in profit. St Kilda and Port Port have just had their first win, Brownie. They're paying two fifty here. Don't St. think they'll win again. Well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, I, it's, it's a game that's tough for me to, to select this one. I think St Kilda should win, but at the price, I'm not prepared to go there. Port Adelaide, they're the unknown at the moment because yeah. their numbers in the early season were okay. And they smashed West Coast. Everybody smashed West Coast. But Jack Higgins is a player that, you, if you're backed every week this year, has been outstanding. We spoke about it last week, the fact that they're not turning the footy over. So he's getting more opportunities. So How many op- 
how many scoring shots he's having, let alone goals. Isn't it? Extraordinary, and one of those and games he, handed he one was off knocked as well. out. So he's had a crack in every game. So Jack Higgins, you'd be following in the trends, your friend. And, it, and well, excuse me. And if you Port Adelaide, you're putting some time in the heat. You got you got King to worry about, but also as a small forward, you got Higgins. So um, Connor Rosie, PB last week, he's spent time in the midfield. But I think a lot of the, I think there was five guys for Port Adelaide had 30 plus <coughs> against West Coast last week. So um, I think he's. You'd say he's generally finding his feet, so look for him for potentially 25-plus this week, playing more full-time. So you've got yep. Butters now, you've got Rosie in there, potentially they've got a really good mix. So look for him because he should be still a bit of a... Well, they can't change it, can they, now? So they put him in at half-time against Carlton, and he was brilliant in the second half. OK, Connor Rosie, let's see if you can do it, back it up in the next week. Had 32 possessions last week, and as I've said, our betting and possessions is on an algorithm. So if players continually get 25 and 30, all of a sudden their price comes in. It's an automatic, unless the traders manually change it and go, this guy's out of control. But I think they've got him overpriced this week. $2.40 for 25 um, and $5.65 or 75 for 30 plus. So I think I'm going to take both those this week, hoping he gets 25 plus, but I'd be delighted if he gets the 30. Well, Carlton and North Melbourne. Carlton, obviously, short favourites at $1.22. You can't see Carlton not winning this match, can you? They're playing North Melbourne. Sure They've just thing. had a couple. Of, a sure I thing? think it's a sure thing. They've just North Melbourne are just nowhere near yeah. at the moment. And then when you have these big floggings, that comes into this disheartening way of playing, doesn't it? It is, but then it becomes scrutiny. The, the microscopes on them, so that there's going to be another response, like they did. I'm going to say three weeks ago against Sydney after a really poor performance again. So there'll be another response. But at the same time, Carlton have had a couple of poor weeks. So coming off a loss, a couple of poor performances. Mm. Yes, there's losses, but poor performances. So they're, go- they're going to look to respond. So um, And look, I think for me, it's just the usuals. Their, their midfield's been so strong, dominance. Who's going to stop Paddy Cripps? Well, that's right. So I think it's maybe a bit of a shootout. Even look for a couple of North Melbourne midfielders, in particular Simkin, who's been doing it regularly. So he's probably going to be a bit shorter, but almost a sure thing for 20, 25 plus. But for me, it's Cripps, Hewitt, uh, Walsh uh, for 25 plus. So the good thing about Carlton so far this year, they've had Pitnet just ramming it down their throat. So that's possibly going to stop unless De Koning can jump over the top and become that player. He's probably going to have to half, try and half contest. So it's going to be harder for those Carlton players. But who does stop Paddy Cripps? Because he's at the moment equal favourite for the Brownlow with um, Christian Matraka. I gave him through it. They lost the game last week. But you have 32 disposals and three goals. I looked through the Fremantle list and I watched this game. There was no one demanding the three votes. So I've had to give it to him last week. And I think he's got three votes in three of the other games as well. Obviously against the Suns, he was injured early, didn't play the last week. So Paddy Cripps to kick goals again. I, I like you, you back him every week to kick goals. So I think he does that again this week. And a fill-up maybe for the forwards as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, no Ben Mackay playing. The Mackay brothers never played against each other. That's yeah. a strange stat. Is it? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Six, six years in the system years. now? They haven't it's, played. It's weird. It's, no, let's, let's just put creepy, it that way. It? How can you not play against your brother all that time? It's it's weird. Well, I'm going, though, my bet with mates, Kitty. We're back into the little mm. last week. Well done to you. This is a short thing. That was Brownie. He lost the kitty. Had we reloaded the kitty out of his invoices. Well, that's it. well, I'm going with this for the bets with mates, Kitty. I cannot see Carlton losing this one. So just mm. head to head. That's what dollar. BJ said about Richmond. <laughs> I know, but this is a better. This is a. Oh, is it? This uh, is a further. North Melbourne. I like bottom. it, George. I like it, though. <laughs> the back ladder. Back but yourself in. Don't let him uh, question yep. yourself. A dollar twenty-two for Carlton. That for me is a sure thing. So we got twelve hundred and fifty on it. Yep, twelve hundred and fifty on Carlton. Do you feel nervous? No, not sure? not at all.
I've, and Paddy Cripps will just kick two goals. The shops for you. Oh, won't, you, won't you throw that in there as well, George? I, I would if I wanted to two, be like you and do a dollar seventy multi. But no, Paddy Cripps will kick a couple of goals. I know that, and Carlton will win. Well, you're jumping off someone. Who are you jumping off? Just like I jumped out of the aeroplane on my own, which was strange. For your first time. first time. Um, Collingwood this week. I think there's an upset brewing. I yep. think Gold Coast can upset the Magpies. They were good last week, Collingwood, without being fantastic. Um, they, they beat the Bombers, and so they should have beaten the Bombers. They're a better side. But Gold Coast is still number one for time in forward half, and they're the number one pressure side in the competition. So they're doing a lot right. Mm-hmm. Their entries inside forward 50, they're getting a lot of them, but they haven't been able to convert them. I just think there's an upset brewing, and I like the plus line in the in the uh, eleven and a half. And but I still like them head to head, and I like them one to thirty nine Gold Coast. I think they can beat the Magpies. I think they match up well against them. Two dollars fifty two is good, but it is at Collingwood's home. It's not playing up in Goldie. It is, and I think there's going to come to a point where Gold Coast actually get rewarded for their effort. You said their, their profile's really strong defensively, offensively. There's just a bit of polish around that forward 50 entry. Maybe with their tall forwards too, just, uh, you know, Casbolt coming in as a discarded uh, player from Carlton, but doing a really good job, mind you. So there's a bit of that, but I think at some point it is going to click and tend to agree with Brown. It just could be this week. Brody Grundy's the number one clearance ruckman in the competition. So hasn't had a great year, but he's still the number one clearance ruckman in the competition. Comes up against Jared Witt, who's a really good ruckman. And their players in their midfield are really good. So without Brody Grundy, I think it makes it hard. One player you could bet into and you follow the trend as your friend is Jordan DeGoey. Now, uh, at the start of the year, I, w- I wanted to wait and see how he went and he's just impressed every week. His work rate at the moment is what's super impressive and his positioning when he gets uncontested marks, I think he, in the first half, took about seven uncontested marks through the middle of the ground. Now, were they easy balls? They probably were, but you still got to get yourself into the position. You still got to find it and you still got to do the right thing. So Jordan DeGoey for me, 25 plus display. Yeah, he's a good play. He's having a good season. He needed it. Well, all the Sunday games just on the other side of this. Hello and welcome back in the back pocket. All the value coming your way. Western Bulldogs and Essendon had a good fight last week, but... Doggies, they sh- are not happy with how uh, they're performing. They'll be ruins. responding to this one. You'd think a dollar thirty-nine favourite ruined a lot of our betting last week. The yep. Bulldogs, but yeah, there was there was a response as we talked about on the show last week from Essendon, but it just wasn't good enough for long enough, essentially, and it still wasn't the the way that we had hoped they respond in terms of defence and playing better. So this is more about the Bulldogs, but uh, I think they've been the most disappointing team. So are we giving them too much credit and not enough to Adelaide last week because Adelaide had performed your mob? You say that, but so the Western Bulldogs clearly favourites, but they they they're desperate. They, they need to win if their finals aspirations. I think they're getting to a point now where the top four is going to coming out of reach, so they need to get a wiggle on. Well, if they lose this game, it's going to be hard to make the top eight. Now, mm-hmm. both these sides lack a defensive key back, and Alex Ke- they've got one, but Alex Keith is out. So let's talk about Peter Wright, because I think he's, he's becoming a really good player. He took some great marks last week on Darcy Moore as well. So this is round 21 last year with Alex Keith out of the side. Kick seven, they had no answer to Peter Wright, and they're going in with a similar structure. Elimination final, Alex Keith comes back in, keeps him to zero. Now, going into this game, I'm backing Peter Wright. I think he's a better player than what he was last year. Every time I see him play, he's improved, and I don't think the Bulldogs will be able to handle him without Alex Keith. And conversely, up the other end, Aaron Norton, 
three-plus goals as well because I don't think Essendon have got somebody to contain him. So it'll be an open game because both these sides are struggling to defend at the moment. So Peter Wright, three-plus goals. Aaron Norton, three-plus goals. But Cody Waitman. You, you, you can throw Bonton Pelly in there and how yeah. he's playing as a permanent forward. So oh, I tend to agree, particularly with Aaron Norton, that Jaden Laverde's potentially got a question mark over his fitness. So they're undermanned already in terms of their size and key position players, and then you throw throw him out of the equation, then they're looking really, really vulnerable. Well, Sydney and Brisbane, I can't wait for this one. I reckon it's going to be an absolute ripper. I want you to take us into the coach's box here. Well, what you have is Sydney being the number three team for points four in the competition and Brisbane being the number one team, the best scoring team in the competition. But what's, what's great... Both their profiles is they're in the top five for both, uh, sorry, attack and defence. So you expect that from a top four team generally and a team that thinks they're going to contend for a final. So if I'm Brisbane, I'm looking at where, who do we need to stop in particular? So then this will relate to goal scorers, but you need to obviously look at Heaney. And then you throw Franklin in there as almost a second act now because yeah. I think it's all about Heaney. We, oh, I put him under a bit of heat at the start of the season looking for yeah, more, more consistency and he's delivering. He's doing such a good job. And you look through the midfield of Sydney and Callum Mills, like, he's turned himself an absolute star. So um, always had the potential, cut his teeth as a halfback. Funk. Still and underrated, isn't he? Now a bona fide midfielder that you can rely on every week. So if I'm Brisbane, I'm looking at those two players in particular and Heaney and Mills that you need to nullify. To have, and if I'm Sydney... The small forwards of Brisbane are outstanding. They're, they're, they've got the best small forwards in the competition. If it's not Bailey one week like it was last week when he kicked six, it's Cameron or McCarthy. Mm. And Cameron's the one that's still, I think, just just treading water in a sense. So uh, for Sydney, I think uh, Joey Danaher's a leading goal scorer, but those three small forwards in particular need to be taken care of. So if Sydney have the best chance of winning, you need to defensively uh, put some time and effort into those three small forwards. So who does Dane Rampey go to? Does he play tall or does he play small? Well, that's a really good question. So do Sydney have enough or enough small backs to actually nullify those? So that's the, that's the flexibility. So it's, I think probably McCartan goes to Joey Danaher and you play Dean Rampey on arguably their best small forward at the minute, which is Bailey. Mm. And Bailey does find his way further up the ground and then tends to release back hard at different times. Um, but it's either Bailey or Cameron because Cameron tends to stay that deepest where I think Dane Rampey's more comfortable. So your two halfback flankers are quite attacking, Blakey and also Jake Lloyd as well. So I listened to John Longmire on radio during the week and he said the problem with Brisbane's forwards, he says there's six of them who you have to worry about. There's six of them who can kick four-plus goals in any one game. And he goes, it is a nightmare going in to match up against them. So, and that lies their strength. Well, there's a lot of goal scorers. So in total points, overs, unders, are we going the overs? Both these teams are high-scoring teams. So at Sydney, harder to score. The weather might play a part. What would you be going uh, You'd be definitely going over. I think the scoring would be pretty pretty g- genuine. But they're both in the premiership window at the moment, mm. the Brisbane Lions, and both Sydney. And I think they should both should be a good bet for the premiership market if you're going after that. This game in particular, I think... Um, the, you go into our app and it's either team by under 24 and a half. I think that's a bet. I think yeah. this game will be close. I think either team by under 24, if that's the way you like to bet. I do because it's $1.71. I think it's quite a – not a safe bet. There's no, no such thing as a safe bet. Except but, for Carlton. Uh, except for Richmond a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, but, yeah, under 24 either side. Yeah, I like it. Well, every week we do a $100 play. And last week I think we had a bit of a fill-up. You were good. Oh, I did. Oh, good. a lot of green ticks. I was good. So we're going to have a look at what we did last week. A lot of green ticks floating around there. I got two of my three – 
leggers and As I said, Western Bulldogs ruined my uh, clean sweep. Yep. I needed to respond after a couple of weeks ago. Doggies hurt me too. Uh, okay, but so this week... Georgie let's... Parker, do you just want to acknowledge oh, sorry. that? Yeah, Georgie, yeah. Cameron and Hawkins, you laughed at me when I said there was going to be seven goals kicked between them. I could have just gone seven goals for Cameron. Nice I'm, I'm, I'm back in the green. <laughs> back in the green. <laughs> okay, so this week, off the top, spoke what about Richmond and I spoke about West Coast's yeah. woes at defending goal scorers. So $50 on Richmond to kick 12 and a half or like over it. 12 and a half nice goals. I had that a couple of weeks ago for the Cats and they did it quite comfortably. And now this week, I'm going back through my value hunters and the value hunter board Seven that we had before. 16. So Sinclair, Doherty, Presti has got a great record against West Coast Eagles and also Bailey Dale. So I've got that all out of our value hunters segment. Imagine that, 350, if you don't mind. What $7.16. I don't, I don't have a $7.16 thing. So I actually like that from Brownlee. I've got Ben Keys, Josh Kelly, uh, 25 plus. Yep. Well, ben Keyes, almost just pencil in. He's uh, almost an anchor yeah. now these days. He's going so well. And Toby Green's going to find his feet. I know Brownie backed him last week in his return. Mm. Uh, to hit Missed the a school. few easy ones. Yeah, well, and uh, he'll, he'll find the scoreboard this week. There's $50 on that. And here's my value at $6.50. It's not seven sixteen from Brownie, but Zachy Merritt, Darcy Parrish, Josh Dunkley, and... Jack McRae will find this the ball 30 be a plus. Off in that oh, it game. is. Well, it's a shootout in the midfield with yep. Essendon, so mm. uh, get on whilst you can. That's it. Well, I've gone for Carlton at 25 plus. Cripps, two goals, and Kerno, two goals. I think Cripps, he's, he's back. back. He's back. My boy is back. But when you're playing North Melbourne, multiple players are kicking multiple goals. So those two, Charlie Kerno, is in great form. So that's one of them. The other $50, I'm chucking to second half, the highest scoring half, St Kilda, Port Adelaide, St Kilda. Play very well in the second half. Maxi King, I've put a little bit of a moz on him, so I'm not going near Ooh. him, but I think they score so well in the second half. And Jack Steel for over 25. You don't, like, you don't like value, do you? You just always... No, nice and safe. Short and sharp. Short That's and sharp. it. Do you, you think know? Paddy Cripps is the best-looking player in the AFL? Oh, we're not going into that. that ah. is, I love Paddy Cripps. He's a brilliant player, and that's what I like what watching I him about Christ. him. So that's all from us here at In The Fact Pocket. with Sean Wren growing up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, maybe we have something next week, <laughs> If you are watching the footy and having a punt this weekend, please make sure you do gamble responsibly. 